welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? Let's get it. Caught one snacking, caught one drinking. Let's go. Back at it. Like I never left. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm a little upset, man. I had a, I didn't have the greatest of fantasy weeks. And in one of the leagues, one of the four that I care about, I went one and three in those leagues, by the way. Overall, I think I went like two and six this week. But one of them hurts extra bad because it's my only redraft league. I just made a trade two weeks ago to put myself in the driver's seat for Dalvin Cook and CeeDee Lamb. And I played myself. I, I played CeeDee Lamb over DJ Moore, and I lost by three points. Or, I'm sorry, I played DJ Moore over CeeDee Lamb, rather. Ooh. Gross. Ouch. Ouch. I'm, uh, I'm salty. Kentucky lost tonight, and I had to rehash it with Goni for 20 minutes before the podcast started. So energy's a little low right now, but we'll pick it up. Yeah, it's never good because we're Begley and I are diehard Kentucky basketball fans. Um, Goni is not. He's a New Yorker. He couldn't care less about Kentucky basketball. And I don't think he's a big college basketball guy in general. So whenever this happens, he just likes to just beat us in the dirt over it for literally no good reason because he's other than the fact that he's a bad guy. I'm just a sports fan. I, I just call him like I see him, man. Anyways, quick update on the CTFL. Goni, the leading scorer for the week. Begley in second. Myself in last. Goni with one, 108.08, riding the Justin Fields, Cole Komet tandem uh, to the tune of over 60 points. Uh, Beggs with 88.14. Um, very mediocre week from all his players, except for Christian Kirk, who dropped a 30 banger. Um, myself in last with 80.86. Uh, good weeks, good weeks out of Amon Ra and Saquon saved my week. Uh, total standings, Goni and dead last, 738.86. Begley in second, 790.54. And myself still in the driver's seat with a 20.1. Down to the team drafts, Begley still in a commanding lead, 13 and 5. Jets on a bye, Giants with the win. Goni's team split, Lions win, Jags loss, bringing his total 6 and 13. Me and last, due to buys, my team split. Panthers won, Bears lost. My total is up to 6-14. and 14. Well, Let's go. Not last place. <laughs> Who would have thought, man? Jets and Giants. Who would have thunk it? Another undefeated week for Beggs at that. You know, when in doubt, when you're in situations like this, I always take the NFC East team. It's pretty standard play. Wow. it's Terrible. Um, Best division of football. Uh, DFS update. Uh, a, an absolute barn burner between Begley and I. Uh, Goni, just, he's in the basement, and he was always in the rear view from the beginning. I uh, wasn't, wasn't really worried about him. Uh, Goni took the minus one this week with a 98.44 total. Uh, Begley came in first with 111. I'm going to say his score slowly. 111.5. 111. Point five zero zero repeating. I came in second with one 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 point three six. That's right. 
a .14 loss. But a loss is a loss. Indeed. It's time It's time I got a little bit of that Wayne luck. Begley luck has been around for far too long. The second week in a row where it literally came down to the last play of a game, Begs didn't get it two weeks ago with Aaron Rodgers, and he capitalized this week. So Let's go, boys. Tip I of, had to have it, tip too. I was in danger of being Mr. Ir- Irrelevant for the rest of the year. I mean, when I knew that I was going to lose for sure, which was like some some time like halfway through the first quarter, I, I was just rooting for you, Begs, because <laughs> I, I didn't want the gap to widen any more between Wayne and I. It widened a little bit because I took the minus one, but um, it's better than him getting the plus one. Uh, Wayne, I, what's the new tally? Yeah, yeah. I just have the I just have the weekly score. What's what's the final? What's the total standings right now? Oh, let me let me just pull it up real quick for accuracy. It's already updated. Uh, currently, we're sitting at Wayne in first with two, Goni in second with zero, and then Beggs not far behind with a minus one. I had to have it. Ten I weeks in. Had, I had to have it. Ten weeks in. Wayne, that would have been a five point. That would have been uh, five behind four four behind you. That's yeah. That's a death wish. You've been running so hot. It's not necessarily a death wish, but but time was not going to be on your side. Still got eight more weeks. Plenty of time. I don't know about plenty, but there's time. enough time. There yeah. is time. He's only three out. I'm only two out. It, there's plenty of time. Now, now, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, you're two out. That's you coming in first and me coming in last. I mean, two point swing. Do uh, you guys want to get into some dynasty questions? Or are you going to talk about Eno Benjamin? Eno. Eh. Eh. Why what cut we, him? Is that a weird move? Kind of. Especially since um, Cliff Kingsbury, like, hand-picked him. He, he liked him a lot uh, to hear, you know, the news on it. And, yeah, he's he's cut after... He f- His services were provided. He filled the role well too, and it's like, it's it's not like James Conner is is an absolute stud. Nobody has any chance of diving into his workload. They must I, just really like Keontae Ingram, or I mean, maybe there was some off the field stuff or something. Man, I mean, he was productive when he played. I mean, I don't even think it's that because he immediately got picked up by Houston. You know what I do? Can it, just to pivot off of Eno real quick. I'd like to mention two things. One, and and respond in any order you see fit, gentlemen. I want to know your thoughts on Kenny Galladay getting booed, and I want to hear your all thoughts on Kadarius Tony getting traded and balling. Go on. Let me take Tony because I know you're close to Galladay. Fair enough, man. For some reason, you said his name about two million times this offseason. Listen, as soon as the ink dried, his injuries magically went away. He's a first-round talent, man. He's he's a dude. He looks different when he plays, but he's he's a head case, bro. I, is, are the Chiefs a good spot for him? I mean, you, you think so, but they spread the ball around so much. He looked Chiefs good. Chiefs are a good though, spot dude. for any wide receiver. He man. was a. He just looked good, man. The catches he was making, yeah. there was absolutely no ring rust 
uh, when those balls were coming his way. I mean, he was winning. He was high-pointing the ball. I mean, it, it was just – he looked really, really, really good. And they, they gave him two carries as well, and he, he ended up getting 34 yards out of it. So, I mean, if they're going to get him involved like that just because he's an explosive playmaker, I think he's got pretty good value going forward. Uh, Wayne, I'm going to get you a shirt, some Mad Mob swag, and on the back just going to say Ring Rust. It's a thing, That's man. A, it's a thing. I, I know. I know it is. It's 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 like it's like your go to saying. I'm not hating on you. That's just I hadn't heard it before you said it. I googled it so because I, I wanted to uh, flame you on it, and it's a thing. It's a thing. Oh, it's definitely a thing. Yeah, absolutely. We, Kenny we, Galladay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kenny Galladay, though. I mean, man, sucks in just every way, shape, and form. And yeah, Beggs, I did. I dropped his name a thousand plus times before the off season, and that's just because the value that the value that he could have been gotten at, you know, with his ADP going into the season, he's looking like he's going to be the number one guy. He's looking like all the injuries are going to be healed up, and to be able to get a potential number one receiver in like the tenth plus round, I, I mean, I couldn't pass it up. And I yeah. mean. We, I have him in my CTFL team, and we almost have as many points as Kenny Galladay does on the season. It's it's pretty terrible. So, it was a good call. It was, it was. I, I, I'm not I'm not hating the logic. It was solid. Yeah, it was a low risk, high reward, and the risk absolutely won out. So he deserves to get booed. He's getting paid all kinds of money. He's not playing football, and when he plays, he doesn't play good football. So yeah, boo this man. Yeah, he literally just stole the bag. Like the Grinch, man. Without a doubt. Just got paid and said piss on it. I'd do him too. New York is probably not the place to do that, but he did it. New York, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia are the three places I probably wouldn't have done that. (laughs) That's what it is, man. And it's so, I'm not going to say easy to be beloved, but like in cities like that, man, you don't have to do a whole, whole lot necessarily to be beloved and usually and it goes with the yankees as well man if you show that you suck or you're not putting forth the effort and stuff you're it goes just as easily the other way you're going to be absolutely hated yeah where where in the colors is half the battle in those cities yeah Uh, going what what does the northeast love more than a just a really scrappy white guy (laughs) someone i don't know someone who scores touchdowns like I don't know what you want from me. That's they that's more scrap- so in Boston. Okay. Would you hear that, Mad Mob? Boston. Sometimes, sometimes the accent goes to the wayside a little bit, but it it always comes back with a lot of power whenever he says Boston. That's I, I hate I hate that Goni's got that accent. My name's Austin. I'm glad that he doesn't call me by my first <laughs> name often. We've kind of pivoted to where you know. Yep. The boys will call me Wayne, and I'm I'm couldn't be more happy because I was tired of hearing Austin, Austin, come over here. Yep, 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 yep. All right, Beggs, hit us hit us with some questions. It's it is probably your all's deadline week for trades, so I, I'm thinking we're probably going to try and hit you with uh, another episode in the next day or two. Uh, just because there's a lot, there's a lot of questions to get to. So, Bags, let her rip. All right, Goni Donkey Dollars. 
Should he trade a 23-1 for Jalen Hurts? He's got Brady and Stafford. Yeah, 100% snap call. One quarterback league or not, like, do it. Jalen Hurts has been great. I think he's top six right now. Um, He does it all. He's having a, a breakout year. Wayne? Agreed. Agreed. Okay. He's different. Different, different. Yeah, I agree. Eat paste eight. 12-team PPR, one QB league. Wayne, a 23-1. It's going to be back half. And a late 23-second for Michael Pittman. I don't think so. I like this one. Why? I'm keeping my picks. Why? Uh, because who's throwing on the ball? They're going to be. It's going to be quarterback limbo in in Indianapolis for the foreseeable future. They're doing just good enough to miss out on the top four prospects, and they're just going to be crossing their fingers for one of the uh, lesser ones. And we'll just see. It's just it's quarterback limbo. You just don't know. You don't know who's going to be throwing on the ball. Whether it's going to be successful. Whether it's going to be a new coach, a new system, a new quarterback. You just it, there's too much going on on that team and the coaching staff on the offense to trust a wide receiver when I have the ability to get a first round chance at it again next year. Goni. Uh, I don't really hate that assessment from Wayne at all. I think I think what Eat Paste Eat Paste is his name, right? Yes. Um, I think what he needs to do really is assess his situation as far as like, does Michael Pittman put you over the top at all? Matt Ryan's the quarterback right now. He's going to be the quarterback possibly for the foreseeable future. But like Wayne said, you don't know if that it like. We, that's what it is right now. That's what we know it as right now. He's already been pulled once. We got a new coach in Jeff Saturday. He put Ryan back in. They won the game. He played He played well. Um, didn't have any turnovers. The offensive line looked good. Jonathan Taylor actually looked like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but yeah. you don't know. So really it's you, E-Paste, planting the flag on what you believe. Um so if you think you know that Matt Ryan is going to be the guy for the rest of the season and continue to play at a high level, I don't mind it uh, to go ahead and try and get yourself into the playoffs and maybe make a run. But at the same time, I can absolutely see where Wayne's at in taking the the more cautious approach because he hasn't been good with Sam Ellinger. No one's been good with Ellinger. Well, so, what would you do, Gone? Uh, let just me based on just based for on the your sake opinion. Of this, I mean, for the long term, I don't like it. I really don't like it because of exactly what you said. If we're talking about next year, there's going to be a quarterback change for sure. So, I mean, going through the rest of the games, Philly, Pitt, Dallas, by Minnesota, that starts the playoff run. Minnesota, Chargers, Giants. And Chargers and Giants both have good pass defenses. So, probably not. Probably not. You, You... if it's a back half first and second, that means you're probably already a playoff team. I'd probably just take my chances with what I got, hope my team catches fire, and have my picks as well. I don't I don't necessarily know if Pittman does enough for you come playoff time he doesn't. to warrant that. Not so, with that schedule. I, I'm <clears throat> I'm totally I'm on the opposite side of this than you guys. I, I'm doing it. I don't think you need to throw in a second though. I think a first gets it done. 
I mean, he's wide receiver 16 right now, playing with Sam Ellinger in an anemic offense in PPR. He's better than any rookie wide receiver aside from maybe Quentin Johnson and TCU uh, coming out. So I think if you're going receiver in the draft, he's better than anybody there in the 23 draft class. I like Michael Pittman. I think he's a super talent. We all did to start the season. He's had some quarterback troubles. He's in his third year. So going into his fourth, that's when receivers are starting to negotiate contracts. I'm taking a chance on Pittman. The talent's there, boys. Wide receiver 16 in his yeah. situation, that impresses me. He's been wide receiver 16, but he's he's done it off the back of two good games and then just a slew of average. And this is with Jonathan Taylor being completely useless. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at it, you look at Jonathan Taylor finally being – Matt Ryan coming back in, Jonathan Taylor doing good, and he puts up eleven points. You know what I mean? He, like, like he's he's a wide receiver sixteen off the back of two almost thirty point games, and then it's just a lot of just man, a lot of man with Jonathan. Ta- if Jonathan Taylor's playing poorly, I I expect my wide receivers to be putting up more um, outside of man. And he's only got one touchdown so far on the year. So I mean. Exactly. So, I mean, he's due for regression, positive regression on that side. I, I mean, he's getting almost 10 targets a game. We joke about volume on the podcast a lot, but the reality is if a guy's getting targeted 10 times a game, he's a wide receiver one, I'm going to take a shot on that guy. I think That's he's worth fair. the first. That's fair. Like it, it's like I said, it's all about planting the flag and, and which side you're on. I'm, I, I tend to probably side on Wayne's side for that one just for this stretch run. I understand. Clean like, and fire. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Wayne. I, I'm looking at the ranks, and here's here's kind of here's kind of how I'm breaking this down. He has had a wide receiver five week against the Texans, a wide receiver five week against the Jags, and then his best finish is wide receiver twenty seven. Wide receiver 27 for the other 10 weeks. Nine weeks. He missed week two. So, yeah, he hasn't been a wide receiver one. He's been a wide receiver one twice. twice. And then he's been out of – he's been a wide receiver three or worse the rest of the year. I just can't trust that. I can't can't trust it. I can't trust it going into the playoffs. I can't trust it going into the future. Especially – and it makes me way more scared because, like you said, he's getting the volume, but he's not outputting. He's he's not moving that into fantasy relevance, and that's that's terrifying me because, like, if you got a player, we got we got crappy passing offense, just the offense sucking in general, and he's you know they're not running a lot of plays, and that's why he doesn't have points. Okay, let's get the offense fixed. Jonathan Taylor maybe can prolong some drives. People will respect the pass more. But the fact that he's getting these targets and he's getting this volume and it's not transit because his snap shares through the roof and it's just not transitioning into fantasy value. That's that scares me more than anything. But I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I could go and he said, I think that's pretty touchdown dependent, uh, touchdown related. For the sure. offense has been anemic. You For know, sure. I mean, it has been. I, the, to me, he just like ETM was, you know, a few weeks ago, this is a buy low guy. That in in leagues that I'm in favor yeah. of going to get. No, yeah, I agree. He is by low, but a little too much, a little too rich for my blood. I understand. Cannon fire, twelve team super flex PPR. Wayne, 
This is a good one. I'm going to go slow. Justin Fields, Saquon, and Amon Ra. Four. I don't know. Actually, I don't know who he's got. So that's side A, okay? Side A is Fields, Saquon, and Amon Ra. Side B, Olave, Drake London, an early top three one, and an early 23 second. Fields, Saquon, and Amon Ra for Olave, London, a top three one, and a top three two. Superflex, PPR. Give me Fields, Saquon, and Amon Ra. Saquon, hey, we've talked about it before. Uh, he's he doesn't have a lot of mileage. He's been he hasn't played a lot. Uh, he's playing at an extremely high level right now. There's no reason why if he stays healthy, he can't be relevant up until twenty twenty nine ish. Due to the fact that he's missed two and a half years worth of football, almost. Uh, Justin Fields playing out of his mind. They're they're using him how he's meant to be used. He's not a pocket passer, and it took them uh, almost. It took them over half the season to figure it out. They finally realized he's better on the run, so that's what they're doing. They're moving the pocket. They're moving him around uh, a lot more motion, and he's been quarterback one over the past two weeks um, with that. Um, they, they've traded for a wide receiver, so they're seeing more out of Justin Fields enough to go get a wide receiver, go get him a weapon. Uh, Cole Komet, he's come out, and he's been great. Uh, I think Justin Fields is – they've got him in a better situation to pass which is making his rushing even better. And I, I think Justin Fields can be successful for a long time as long as the Bears don't start to hold him back. I think that they got a lot of good offense around him and they can start fixing other smaller pieces um, and his situation can only get better. Uh, and then Amon Ra, young guy, stud. They're probably going to get better um, from the uh, quarterback position. They'll probably draft somebody. Um and then TJ Hawkinson is gone. Uh, he, he scored 22 points this past week. It's just it's, – it's more for him. I think Jameson Williams helps. I don't think when he comes it's, it's going to eat into him. I think it's just going to free him up a little bit more. Uh, I, and, and that's kind of where I'm with that side. I'd, I would rather have that side. If, if, I could, if I knew I could get like B. John Robinson with that first round top three pick, then that would definitely sway me. But if you don't have the number one, then you're probably not getting them. And I'm out. Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I was going to start this off by saying, you know, it's a classic. If you're competing now, side A, if you're trying to rebuild side B, but side A has young players in it, man. Justin Fields and, and Amon Ra are just young stars in the making right now. At least just, uh, Justin Fields, we still have to wait on it. He's he's going through a hot streak, so mm-hmm. I won't say he's necessarily there yet. Saquon's playing some of the best football of his career. Um he definitely looks revitalized and, and juiced and everything, and he's looking like he's probably going to get an extension from the Giants after this year. So if he does, he'll be staying in an offense. I think he's got a couple more years of really good football to play. He looks phenomenal. So going to the other side of it, I mean, Olave and London, of course, you know, they're young stud wide receivers. We're yeah. not really seeing what we want to out of London because of the passing game. Maybe they fix that next year. Maybe they don't. We're we're going to either bring in another quarterback or we're going to give Desmond Ritter a chance, but we probably won't see Ritter, you know, this year. Uh, and we've talked about this on the podcast plenty of times, man. It's just that division is kind of weak right now and they're in the playoff hunt. 
they're in the playoff hunt at, at four and five or four and six right now. So there's not really a reason to come off of Mariota to see what Ritter can give you. So with that being said, especially in a super flex, man, if you take that side for your first pick, you're you're gonna probably be going a quarterback. A quarterback, Bijan probably won't be there, like Wayne said, unless you have a top two pick. But essentially you're you're gonna be trying to draft a guy if you if you are going quarterback that's like Justin Fields is producing right now. Yeah, and in a super flex, the first side is giving up a quarterback. You almost have to go. You almost have That's to draft a quarterback. You almost have to use your <clears throat> it, first round pick redundant. to replace him. And do we know that Desmond Ritter's even showing him anything? Because, yeah, you're like, they're still in the hunt. It's no thanks to Marcus Mariota. He's been playing like crap. Marcus Mariota knows what he's there for. He's there to fill a spot for the time being. He knows that he is not their solution. And that's just there's guys in their career, the Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick's, the Case Keenum's of the world, they know their point. They know their purpose in the NFL. And if Desmond Ritter was showing anything, I think they would have given him a shot by now because you're right. They're they're four and six now, and it's like – or four and five. I don't don't remember exactly like – what are they really uh, – Marcus? it's not like Marcus Mariota's balling out to keep him in these games. Like I feel like no, if Desmond so. Ritter was I, – I, I'm just saying this because I feel like Desmond Ritter is not going to be their answer and they're going to be in quarterback limbo um, going forward. I just – unless Desmond Ritter makes a nice jump in the offseason. And you got to wait for that guy to develop. If you do draft a quarterback, few guys come out that are, you know, fantasy relevant right away. So you're going to have to wait for the guy to develop. You're going it, to – it's like anything else. You know, a franchise drafts a quarterback in hopes that they're going to be the guy – you're doing the same thing with your fantasy team. So uh, I, I'm on side A. I'm on side A. <laughs> it's like, like it's not like Desmond Ritter's learning behind Aaron Rodgers or anybody. Like he's behind Marcus Mariota. What do you have to say on it, Beggs? Well, you all know I love Drake London. I, I have him in every dynasty league I'm in. I've sold the farm for him. You love Arthur got- Smith, too. Man, that's scab. He's got like the third or second highest target share of any player in the NFL. Uh, he's super involved. Obviously, Chris Olave is a stud. But I'll be honest with you, even if it's Bijan, I'm taking side A. Saquon, Bijan is supposed to be the next Saquon. I'll go ahead and take Saquon. I'll take the sure thing. Uh, we don't know what Bijan, we don't know his, his situation. He could be the next Najee Harris for all we know, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Could be. So uh, I'm going to take Fields. I'm not a huge Fields guy long term. Uh, the Wildcat offense isn't—I don't think it's sustainable. But ride the wave while you can, brother. Um, yeah, I'm taking side A. This one was pretty easy for me, um, even as a Drake London lover. Good call, Wayne. I like your explanation. You too, Goni. Uh, Randall Thor, 12-team Superflex PPR, Wangeman, 23 late first, and Rashad White. For Pittman, he's competing and needs a wide receiver. Still too rich? Uh, yes. I just, yeah. I don't, I, I, Pittman is not going to be that guy that puts you over the top. If you're, I, uh, unless you have like absolute turds in your flex spot or in your WR2 spot, and he is definitely. Because he's he's got a clear floor of about nine points. If you've got like DJ Moore that you're rolling with there, it breaks my heart to say it. 
or somebody of that caliber, like a Darnell or Mooney, like somebody Alan that's Lazard. getting like, yeah, somebody is getting you like their ceilings twelve, like you're happy with double digits, and you know that you're a top three team, and those that extra you know five six points is going to make a difference for you. Then yeah, go out and get Pittman. I just I don't think he's. Uh, it, and I'm not going to – I've already given my my argument on Pittman this podcast, so I'm not going to go into it again. I just – I don't think he's a real team changer, so I, I wouldn't do it. I'd keep my pick. Yeah. I, I think it's going – I don't know about you. I think this is a little too rich. The second was pushing it for me. I think a late first for Pittman gets it done without Rashad White. If you want Pittman, yeah, probably. This is a perfect buy-low opportunity, so it's a plant-your-flag moment. Um, I'm on the same side though. We, we, we talked about, you know, Pittman and everything already. So, yep. I agree with you though. I mean, there's, there's no way I'm, uh, Begley's right. There's no way I'm adding to a first for Pittman right now. I agree. Edwin, 1540, Brandon, I, and Cole commit for Hollywood. Ooh, man. Brandon, I, is the lightning rod of the ball football podcast he's the lightning rod wayne hates him i loved him officially on record so far i've been right but he Uh, will start no well if you recall later brandon iu weaseled his way into my dfs lineup a couple times twice i believe yeah that that is true i gotta give credit where it's due he he made the adjustment do you guys do it ppr super flex iuke and Commit for who? Hollywood? Hollywood. I don't do that. I don't I don't do it either. I don't do it either. As a Debo Samuel owner, I am very disappointed with him so far this year. And it just seems like Ayuk is getting the volume. He's looking like a first round receiver that he was drafted to be. And just the offense is is clicking right now, man. They they've one of the most studly offensive pieces, you know, in the in the league as a, as a whole unit on offense. So Ayuk commit. Here's the thing. While, while, while Wayne takes his patented pause <laughs> with Lance, with Lance, Ayuk does take a step back. I think he's going to right. Kittle's having a really down year by Kittle standards in terms of in the receiving game. That that's helping Ayuk. I think there's some regression coming gum coming gone. What do you think Wayne? I'm taking Hollywood. I'm taking I, Hollywood. Um, D Hop has next year in him before he's. I think he starts falling to the wayside a little bit. And we saw what Hollywood did when he was the number one in Arizona. He was very good, very good when he was the number one. And that's probably in the future for him. Kyler Murray is going to be the quarterback in Arizona there for a while. Hollywood signed a contract, so he's going to have those times there. And then you look at San Francisco, and they're just covered in offensive weapons. I'm just not entirely sure that Ayuk is going to get washed out like he has been in years prior. And we all know that I I absolutely loathe Trey Lance under center. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is his best shot at being relevant, and they're going to take him away for Trey Lance again. Uh, I just long term. I think Hollywood's got uh, Hollywood's trending up, starting next year, and I think Ayuk is going to be trending down. Okay, so there you have it. Two no. Wayne is yes on that. 
Gone, did he say anything to make you change your mind? Are you still sticking with Ayuk and Komet? I'll stick with Ayuk still. I mean, uh, they have so many good pieces, and they're all under contract still. Shanahan's an offensive mastermind. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to keep the ball out of Trey Lance's hands for, you know, the majority of the They're not going to ask Trey Lance to win games. So I think that the offense will be set up to make, you know, these easy throws that – you know, he's going to be able to come up with. And he's he's an explosive athlete. Debo is as well. So, I mean, this will be uh, just patented yards after catch type type stuff going on. And I Cole Komet. Cole, Cole Komet doesn't do anything for you. Tight end two, two weeks ago. Tight end one this week. No. Flesh in the pan. Um, all right. Two, these next two questions I personally think are, are very interesting. This first one in particular, uh, Donald Klump says, would you give a third for Darren Waller? Yes. Why? Because a third is nothing. Third is nothing in Dynasty, and you have a a top ten potential guy. I know Darren Waller hasn't shown anything, but it's a low-risk, high-reward play, honestly. Okay. Wayne? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very very little fantasy value comes out of the third round in a rookie draft. Very little fantasy Barely value. Barely rosterable. It, it's it's literally if you if you get a good guy out of the third round, don't don't try and pretend like you're some college football NFL guru. Like you just got lucky. You just you found that guy, and you just got lucky. Uh, it's it's that simple. If you're an unless you're Matthew Barry. You're just you, and you're the average Joe. I'm sorry, but you're not finding that dude in the third round. Uh, I'm gonna ask you guys a question: Is Darren Waller the the number one candidate for the guy that's in your lineup? You feel like you should play him, but you regret it every time you do. Is there any other player like that? He's George he's, Kittle's he's, flirting with it. He's this year's Evan Ingram. It's the Evan Ingram Award. Okay. Yeah. George Kittle's the same way though. He's he's trending dangerously into that territory, man. At the end of the day, if you don't have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, who cares? <laughs> like it, every it's it's Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews and not even really Mark Andrews lately. It's it's been Travis Kelsey and Cole Komet the past 2 weeks. And outside of that, yeah. who cares? And and Waller Waller at least has like the ability to put up a twenty point game, which not a lot of tight ends do. So it's, it's just been that offense in general. It's, They're terrible. It's been real bad. Yeah, do not recommend ever placing a bet on the Raiders' offense. Coach Ram, ten team super flex half PPR. I think this one's interesting. Brian Robinson or Elijah Moore. Brian Robinson all day. Brian all day Robinson times two. Yeah. Easy. What's, what's Easy interesting money. about that? Just because Elijah Moore's your boy, <laughs> he wants Elijah Moore to be good so bad, so he ain't, bad. Man. He's not good. Uh, if, uh, if, man, Wayne, I, hey. if Wayne can recognize that DJ Moore is just not playing very well this year, you have to recognize that Elijah Moore is probably not going to get it done this year either. While, while I do want Elijah Moore to get good, you guys fell right into that bear trap. That's. That question isn't interesting at all. You're taking Brian Robinson 100 times out of 100, man. He's getting 20 carries a game. It's a no-brainer. I suck at 3D printing. Says he's contending. 
Oh, that was a really, <laughs> a really specific. User. That was a great. How name. do you suck That's at three D printing? I, I've never three D printed anything, but I thought you just plugged in a USB device and like the printer did it right. Or is he using one of those like three D pins and he's like trying to draw? I, clearly, he had a really bad experience. <laughs> I mean, get get back with us, man. Explain that username. Late twenty three one. Claypool and Nico Collins for George Pickens and Rashad White. Why all the love for Rashad White, man? I know, like, ugh. The, people are afraid of missing the boat, man. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll run across some Tony questions as well. So a late one, Claypool and who? Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Man, that is terrible. I'm taking George Nico's Pickens, okay. Rashad White. I yeah. just off because I think George Pickens is going to be a stud. Uh, if they get any sort of quarterback talent, if they can develop Kenny Pickett, whatever George Pickens. Look at the Steelers, man. The Steelers, they always have fantasy relevance uh, at the receiver position. George Pickens is going to be that. Rashad White, he's going to give you. He's going to give you. Ten points a game when Fournette leaves, or now whatever. I mean, he's 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 not the one that makes this deal. I'm just looking at it like, who can I get late in the first? Nobody, uh, nobody of George Pickens' status. Chase Claypool is now somehow the Bears have saturated the receiving game with St. Brown, Mooney, and Claypool now with Cole Komet playing good. There's just not that heavy of a passing attack to give any sort of fantasy relevance to Claypool right now. And Nico Collins, yeah. Give me George Pickens, Rashad White. I'm on that side too. And it's just for Pickens. I mean, yeah. I'm essentially looking at it like you're trading away your late round first for George Pickens. And <laughs> yeah, then Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's really what it is. Nico Collins, I don't I don't love and Claypool, I don't love either. So, I, honestly, I, I disagree with Wayne on it. I, I think you're taking a loss on Rashad White because the second Tom Brady leaves to go to San Francisco or wherever he goes next year, whether it be home even, um, that team's going to suck. Everyone on it's going to suck, except Mike Evans. He'll still break 1,000 yards. I'm, I'm on the opposite side of you on this one again. Um, I, I like my late one, and I like Nico Collins. I'm with Goni Wayne. I, I, I believed you – over the last few weeks, when you said stay away from Rashad White, the Bucks will just draft a wide receiver to replace him next year. I, I, I believe you. So to me, this is pick-ins for one and Nico Collins. Nico Collins has played really well. He's got double digits three of the last four games. He's only 23. I mean, the Houston is just a horrible team, but he's 6'4", 215. Um, Brandon Cooks is probably gone. And I don't like pick-ins. I'll take Jordan Addison if you're going receiver in the draft. Uh, Kayshawn Butte out of LSU. I like those guys just as much as George Pickens. So I'm going to take the one in Nico here. That's that's me. Claypool's just, eh, you know, whatever. Hawks 131. Wow. Uh, give up DK and receive Tony Hollywood Brown in a second. Nah. When nah. No, he's trying to sell Tony high. At the end of the day, that's always that's Juju's the number one there receiving. Travis Kelsey's the number one offense, and it's a we've said it we've said it week in week in and week out that that is a very saturated receiving room. 
Um, I don't look for Tony to do this, do what he did this past week often at all. Yep, to- totally agree. DK is the better talent. Rinaldi, 363. Should he trade Najee for Chubb? No. Unless he's competing right now. Unless he's trying to get his championship right now. If he's, so let's get both scenarios, Wayne. If he's contending, yes. If he's not, no. Right. Okay. Goni, are you on board with that? Yeah, 100%. Nick Chubb leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns right now. He's he's a stud. Um, I think Najee gets better next year, so that's where I'm at. If, if Nick Chubb's that piece that puts you over the top, I would do it. If not, then Najee Harris is who I'm staying with. We need we need to get some we need to get some mad mob gear that just big shirts that say go get your ring, man. Facts. It, 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 in uh, on top of that, like Kareem Hunt hasn't been playing great. He really hasn't. Yeah. He's only got double digit fantasy points uh, twice. Well, I'm sorry, three times this year total. His best game was week one, and outside of that, he's been pretty much in single digits or like eleven points. So it's not Kudos. like Kareem Hunt is cutting into it as much as he has in years past. So, again, if you're looking at your team and you just need that piece, go get your ring. But if you ain't competing, stick with your youth. We need to have that ring on that shirt circled in like a rust belt. Um, also, can, a lot of inside jokes we can put on there. Also, if you follow the podcast from day one, Wayne will have told you stay away from Najee. I hope you listened. Donald Clump three. Again, actually, second time. Mixon or Amandre in a win now? Oh, this is a good one. Man. Because the snap answer should be Mixon. It should be. It absolutely should be. Is Damian Harris done? That's the question. Yeah. Like, is he not playing, going to play anymore? <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're probably thinking, like, Mixon. I mean, uh, people forget because we, <laughs> uh, we have short-term memory as fantasy owners. Uh, Mixon's coming off a bye. This man dropped 55 in week nine. <laughs> yes. 55. Yeah, I mean, and that's really what buoyed him up to be the running back seven right now. But Ramondre is the RB10. Um, if you're really, I'm looking at the matchups. If you want to win now, Ramondre is your guy. Um, it's kind of the, the tale of, you know, there's just, all right, look at it, look at it, look at it. So Ramondre, they both have touch, tough stretches. Ramondre is about to come into his. He's got the Jets, Minnesota, and Buffalo, which are all top rush defenses but he's got arizona after that week 15 starts the fantasy playoffs you've got las vegas which is a cupcake matchup you've got cincinnati who's middle middle of the pack and then in the super bowl you have miami who's not very good in the rushing category or rush defense rather we go over to mixon he's got Pitt, tennessee which are both kind of rough then Casey Cleveland, which are pretty easy for the most part. And then your playoff run has to be one of the worst in the entire league going forward. You have Tampa Bay in round one. You have New England in round two. You have Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Not Ooh. to mention, 
Not to mention his 55-point week uh, it was their first complete week without Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase will be back this year at some point, and he'll he'll eat into that. Now you look at Joe Mixon, and if you look at his game lock, he's Mr. Consistent. He's around that 15-point range. Ramondre, well, that's how you, go ahead. Sorry, Wayne. No, you're fine. Uh, Ramondre is also in that area, maybe even a little bit on the higher end. But like Goni said, when the matchups matter, I'm I'm going with Ramondre. That's how you use stats and facts to come to a reasonable conclusion. Mad Mob, we're going with Ramondre there, and you're hoping the Patriots allow him to be the RB next year as well. And we have already we have already let you know that it's going to be more in Joe Mixon's favor over the next couple of weeks. So don't be salty if you make the trade. But when the playoffs come and Joe Mixon's underperforming and Ramondre's killing it, hey, we no, want no, that no. energy. We want that same energy. Yep. Facts. Uh, C. Caffarata, 473. 10-team, 0.75-point PPR. Somebody's God. just trying to be a hipster, bro. It's like, annoying, man. It's annoying. 0.75 PPR. It's a two-quarterback league. Wait, I'm going to default to you on this. Cousins, Dotson, Javonta, and a back half one for Miles Sanders. It says Sanders. Miles is the only one I can think of of note. Cole Jason Kamad. Sanders. <laughs> Kicker. Kicker for the Dolphins. Highly touted. Uh, Miles Sanders, Cole Komet, and their 101. Oh. Is this 10 or 12 team? 10. Kirk Cousins, Jahan Dotson, Javonta Williams, back half first for 101, Komet, and Miles Sanders. Nah. At least for me, nah. So, before you say nah, his running back room is one of the worst I've ever seen in a 10-team. Algier, Leonard Fournette, James Robinson, and James Conner. More incentive for nah. He's trading away Javonta Williams, right? I'd rather have Bijan. He's got he, he's got Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson quarterback. So Cousins ex, is expendable. If that changes your mind, go. It does. It absolutely does because then you don't have to draft a quarterback. So really, it it comes down to Javonta Dotson and a back half one for Bijan and Cole Komet or Miles Sanders, whatever you guys think he is. I'm doing it. I'm taking Bijan and Miles Sanders. Man, I just yeah. don't like that he's given up his one. Also, I think that just puts it a little over the top for me. But I mean, but yeah, he doesn't. He can he can actually use his draft pick in a super flex for a running back. He doesn't have it, to replace Kirk Cousins. If he had to replace Kirk Cousins and go and get a quarterback, then it was pointless. But the fact that he he still has three because if you got three, you're good. I mean, you got your starting two, you got an injury backup, you got a bye week fill in. Um, you're you're sitting okay, so you can use your draft pick for Bijan Robinson. I mean, it's that simple. It, it going to answer your question is cousin does Cousins, Jahan Dotson, and Javanta get the deal done without the one? I don't think so. I think he has to to get the one on one. 
Who else is he getting? Miles Sanders and who? Cole Komet. I'd probably just cut out Miles Sanders. Even with his running back room? I mean... I mean, Fournette and James Conner look toast. Yeah, no, they are pretty bad. It's just rough. It just feels like a lot. That's all, man. But, I mean, I I understand the logic for, you know, you don't need Kirk Cousins, so he's extremely expendable. Um, Dotson yeah. in a team probably doesn't play much, no. if at all. No, not even so, in a good matchup. So, really, it's Javonta Williams and, and say, the 106. Well, I'll say 107 for Miles Sanders committing the 101. I'm snapping that every Every time, I, th- I think. I'm with you on this one, Begley. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. That's fair. It's just you, get, you have to hope that Bijan lands in a favorable position and this and that. So, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'd like to see him at uh, Arizona, personally. Be a beautiful landing spot. Uh, Quell Mantin. Goni, rank these three tight ends. Trey McBride, Kate Otten, and Daniel Bellinger. Mm. Trey okay. McBride, Kate Otten, and Daniel Bellinger. From a Long dynasty term? perspective? Yeah. Yes. Just Trey dynasty McBride, rank them. Kate Otten and Daniel Bellinger. Uh, the way I'm looking at it, well, I mean, we have problems here just because Daniel Bellinger is going to be wearing an eye patch for the rest of his life. So, I mean, he would be my go-to number one. They've, they've got him involved, you know, this season. I think he's a very good talent. I'd rank him number one. Uh, I would probably go Kate Otten number two. He's He's been great when he's been out there, honestly. He's been very, very good. And then Trey McBride would be the last for me just because you still have Zach Ertz there. I'm not exactly sure what his contract situation looks like. Um, but just, he hasn't got as much PT, you know, playing time and all that snap share, not very much. He's been overshadowed by Zach Ertz. So I feel like, you know, uh, for a little while, at least a whole nother year of even him just playing full time, it's usually a very slow startup for, for young tight ends. So that's how I would go with it. If, if Zach Ertz is gone next year, does that change your rankings? Probably not, honestly, because you're getting you're getting Hollywood Brown back. We're seeing we're seeing you know. Of course, we have to see how the rest of the year plays out. Um, the next couple games will actually be a pretty good indicator with Hollywood out and seeing how involved McBride is going to be in the offense. You know, with D Hop there, but D Hop will be back next year. You're getting Hollywood back. They traded for Robbie Anderson. It's just a lot of mouths to feed. The offense for the Cardinals hasn't been good at all this year. So it's just too many variables that put it in a negative light for me for Trey McBride being, you know, any good. Okay. Wayne? Daniel Bellinger, one, I think is pretty yeah, unanimous. Sure. Um, I I got to go Kate Otten, too, because Kate Otten has kind of worked his way up through the ranks to earn his playing time. And I, I'm not saying Cameron Bray. Cameron Braid is not in the same conversation as Zach Ertz. Uh, but so, I, and I'm saying that it's easier to overtake Cameron Bray than Trey McBride to overtake Zach Ertz. 
Um, but Trey McBride like hasn't even really been seeing the field. Uh, he he saw the field with Zach Ertz um, injury, and if if there's anything a tight end should be, it is it it's your absolute safety valve. It is your go to guy when you need five yards of the most sure handed uh, Caucasian guy around. And Trey, Trey McBride, dude, like got one catch and fumbled it. You cannot if you're a tight end, you you need to be the safety valve. If the ball's in your hands, it that's a bear trap. So uh, that showed uh, that's that's just not a good look to finally get your first pass and it's first catch since like week four and you fumble it. Hey, don't get me wrong. Could be a little ring rust. But the fact of the matter is, man, you catch balls for a living, do a little blocking. You can't. You can't. The fact that you're fumbling like your first catch, it's not a good look, and that's that's what's putting me putting him down to that third spot for me. I, I think Bellinger's a, a, the far and away number one. I think there's a yeah. pretty big gap between him and Ott. Because I agree. When Tom leaves, we're a little worried. Dollar Bill Double O Nine. It's a ten team. It's a PPR. He's ready to make a playoff push, get that ring. He's He ha- lost Zach Ertz for the season. He has to start four or five wide receivers every week. He's considering DJ Moore in a 23-1 for Mike Evans and TJ Hawkinson. Thoughts, gentlemen? Is he making a playoff push or is he going to get the ring? His exact words were looking to solidify my wide receiver group for a playoff push. Yeah. Well, if if he's solidifying his wide receiver group, I mean, yeah, honestly, I'd probably do it. Mike Evans is an upgrade regardless over DJ Moore and TJ Hawkinson is he's the tight end five right now. I mean, he's not putting up massive numbers. He had that one, pretty much 40 point week all the way back in week four. But I mean, his last couple weeks, 11, 16 and 11 and a half in PPR formats. That was good for the tight end, 11 tight end, five and tight end seven. And I believe the last two, two weeks were with Minnesota, his new team. So, I mean, that, that kind of helps you. You're not just taking like a five or six in your tight end spot every week from just, you know, a guy. So, if he goes on a run also, I mean, he could be a trade piece for you next year when you get Zach Hurts back or, you know, however you want to do that. I, I like it. I would I would do that as an over-the-top move. It's not as over-the-top as I would prefer, but if it upgrades your team and you're trying to make the playoff push, uh, I'm I'm down with that. Goni rule it. Goni rule it. Slot... Slot Mike Evans and and Hawk into your team, and if it puts you as you know an undisputed top three team, go for it. If if you slot Evans and Hawk in, and you're still like, I'm still you know five six, then don't mortgage your future on it. I don't. I, that's kind of where I'm at because Mike Evans and Hawk are not long term solutions. I think DJ Moore is still young. If they can do anything with that quarterback situation, he will be better. And your first rounder, it's a it's a deep first round class. Um, 
And if you if you're a fringe playoff team, you're looking at a middle of the pack. You're looking at a top tier receiver coming out of the draft if you've got the sixth, seventh pick. Um, yeah. So yeah, go and you rule it. If if with Mike Evans and Hawk, you're a, a, a top three team, do it. If you're not, don't do it. Don't mortgage your future. In my opinion. Man, this one's this one's hard for me. Mike Evans over DJ Moore probably gets you into the playoffs. But no doubt, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is probably a a very depreciating asset next year, right? I mean, you're you're basically renting him for a year. That's that's hard for me. He's is there renting, any value? He's renting him for a playoff push. I know, but but if he's on the outside looking in right now, is is the one year Mike Evans rental enough? I don't know, man. I just feel like there's other players I might target. Like, why not try to get Devonta? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the roster construction, you know, what else he's got looking in there. Does he provide that or no? Uh, no. Okay. That, it would have been a lot easier to give a more surefire answer, but yeah, so you're top three, top four maybe, you know, and this, this like Wayne said, you plug these guys into your roster, a starting lineup. If you look at your team and you're like, that's a good team right there, then and you feel good about it, then yeah, go for it. But if you're looking at it and you still feel just not very confident, then it don't yeah, yeah don't mortgage the future. Can I bounce something off of y'all? Sure. I well I wish I wish he had like a uh I wish he had I wish he'd told us who his tight end was. It was Ertz. Okay, so who's so who's he got in there now? We don't know. Because I'm thinking like uh, instead of worrying about the tight end spot, maybe just going and getting like Mike Evans and another receiver. Because if he's got to start five receivers, chances are he's got a guy in there that's getting him like two points a week. So if he can turn like DJ Moore in his first into like, and again this is super deep league, so don't make fun of me for saying this, it can turn DJ in a first into like a Mike Evans and like a like a Curtis Samuel or a Jacoby Myers. I think you would benefit more in a in a in a league where you have to start five receivers because that's a lot of receivers. If that's a ten, if that's what is it a ten team? Yes. That's 50 receivers that's got to be started. Yeah. It's good math. You know what I mean? So, like, if you can go out and you can get a WR1 and a and a good WR3 to slot in to your team, which should already have a WR1 and a WR2, you know, maybe you can get more value that way as opposed to it, – it, it all comes down to what gets you more points. Going from yeah. Hawk to – from whatever you had and Mike Evans from – DJ Moore to Mike Evans, or you know what I mean, going DJ Moore to Mike Evans and whatever turd you got starting in your five to a Curtis Samuel or to a Jacoby Myers. It's just yeah. a numbers game. You got to do the math. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I, I just I'm worried about your receiving core getting kind of left out in the cold with Mike. Um, Chad Logan's non super flex. Go. He's got Wilson. Russell Wilson, Dak, and Trey Lance. He really wants to get rid of one of them. He doesn't have any hope this year to win it. Should he trade Dak for Calvin Ridley? 
Oh, why does it have to be Calvin Ridley? Why does it have to be Dak? <laughs> yeah, I want to know all your thoughts. Give me all your thoughts. Dak's Dak probably is, got the he's the most attractive right now, so he's probably the most tradable. Yeah, yeah which Calvin which, Ridley's not, which leans more to Goni's point of view. Sure. Like it's just uh, Calvin Ridley, man. You don't. He's the biggest question mark ever going next year. Um, I don't know, man. I, I why why Calvin Ridley? Why not a guy that you can play or a guy with youth? Um, just who anything you, of the sort. Who would you trade Dak for in a one QB league, non Superflex? Who, who who are you trading Dak for? Better Deontay than Calvin Johnson? Ridley? Is that too much? Someone better than Calvin Ridley. I would take Jacoby Myers from from Wayne's last trade just because he's a PPR machine. Um, I would trade him for Deontay Allen Lazard. Allen Lazard is is just another guy, dude. I mean, he's he's all they got. Well, if we're talking about the future, that Allen Lazard's more of like a this year. So like Jacoby Myers is there to stay for a while. He's young. He's he's good. Um. If you can get, you know, one of these younger wide receivers that are out right now, like a maybe a Jahan Dotson or, um, you know, something something of the sort there, you're not going to get an Olave right now. I understand that. I, I doubt you're going to get a London unless you add a piece on. Um, Gary Wilson? Probably not. Wayne, would you trade Dak for Brandon Ayuk? I don't think so. But that is yep. that is very close. I just think Ayuk is a depreciating asset. Going, would you do it for Ayuk? Probably not. Okay. I would. I would. I would look for something elsewhere. Also. Okay. So what what we're saying is, if you're going to trade Dak, get something better than Calvin. But why are you trading Dak, bro? I'd get Jerry Judy. Actually, right now, while he's hurt, if I could, I would okay. try and go for him and and buy him on the the cheap That's with a good name. with Dak. That's a good name, Wayne. Do you agree with that? Yep, I like it because you got to think, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, ring rust. <laughs> he's a <laughs> uh, golf message ace golf message account. 10-team PPR. He's generally not competing right now. He wants to trade away Lockett and get Foreman and what? He wants to know what, what the value is for Tyler Lockett right now, and he wants to get Deonta Foreman. I don't know why, but he does. I don't know why either. You're not competing, bro. Why are you getting Deonta Foreman? That's, yeah, that's oh, my thing. I mean, Foreman Foreman is not young by any means. So he, I mean, this he clarified here and said he's just trying to sneak into the playoffs to avoid a chance at a punishment. Oh god, <laughs> I don't know what that means, bro. But first of all, man, get out of that league. Start playing with grown men. Punishments for fantasy football is dumb. But don't trade for down to Foreman, right, Wayne? Right, going. I mean, all right, so now that he says that, 
and he's trying to get out of a punishment, like the sitting o- in a Waffle House for 24 hours or the something only like reason, that. The only reason Begley hates punishments is because he would have been punished many a times. I would have many loved times. it because I don't think I would have ever been punished be in, in my Waffle fantasy house for a week straight, bro. Like <laughs> you know, a week you're, straight this year. Put it, put it on my punishment tab. <laughs> <laughs> you're gambling on grown men to do something in a game. No, it's stupid. Waffles for <sighs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a straight week. All right, so the the question that you have to ask yourself here, uh, now that we got all the logic out of the way as far as like you're trading an old guy uh, in Tyler Lockett for an old guy at the running back position and you're strictly going for it uh, just for the punishment's sake, who's going to score you more points right now? Tyler Lockett for the rest of the season or Deonta Foreman? So, I mean, looking at it, Lockett's got Las Vegas, the Rams, Carolina, San Fran, KC, and the Jets, which isn't that bad coming up. He's currently the wide receiver 10. Geno Smith has stayed balling. And uh, Deontay Foreman's got Baltimore, gross. Denver, gross. Then he's got Seattle, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Tampa Bay. So, I mean, Seattle and Detroit look kind of spicy. Uh but I mean, those four other matchups are not very good. I, personally, I mean, is it PPR? Did you say PPR? Didn't say. Oh man, 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 man! If it's... I don't think this matters. I mean, we are really rubbing pennies together here. It matters to him, bro. It's let's, let's just save the man of punishment here. I'm going to say keep Lockett unless you're going to get Foreman and another piece that actually helps your team. It 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 doesn't help you to get. You know, bench fodder, the guy that's just going to sit there or hurt your team when you play him. Hey, what What about if it's Donovan Peoples-Jones and Foreman? Uh, reading down a little bit, Donovan Peoples-Jones is on the table with Foreman. He's been playing well. Is, yeah, but is Donovan Peoples-Jones in every week start? Is this, is this a redraft def- league? No, Dynasty. Uh, we need to start a new segment where we just take people under the Mad Mob wing. This guy, who who is it? What's this guy's username? Golf message account. Golf message account. Like not Jared Golf, like Tiger Woods Golf. Correct. Golf message account. Golf message account. L- link up with us in the off season, man. Link up with us in the offseason. Let us help you with your rookie draft. Let us help you with some waiver wire moves. We're we're going to have a few. I, I want to have a few project listeners where we take the guys that are just perpetually doing bad in their leagues and we just, we, we guide, I don't want to say hold their hand, but we guide them to fantasy relevance in their league. To answer your question, I'm sticking with Tyler Lockett here. Golf message account, link up with us. Get get with Begley in the in the Reddit direct messages. Get with us in our email. He, he this guy's going to be project number one. This guy's going to be project number one. We're going to make him fantasy relevant in his dynasty league this year. You're you're project number one. If you're somebody, if you're perpetually irrelevant in your league, give us a message. Because how many do y'all think we can handle? Five to ten, sure. Yeah, at least. I mean, 
I handle eight leagues a week and everything. Uh, we can each handle, you know, some. So we'll take. Uh, uh, okay, how about this for year one? Because we got to get our top two hundred rankings um, out for next year. Um, and we don't have a, a template to go off of that right now. Let's take let's take fifteen projects. The first fifteen people that that get in contact with Begley on Reddit. There are projects. Shout out the 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 Reddit name. They can hit up Mad FF Podcast. Mad underscore FF underscore podcast. Or hit us up at Gmail at Mad FF Podcast at Gmail dot com. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, get 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 a hold of us. Get a hold of we'll, us. We'll do an episode. We'll we'll either do a segment each week when the season starts, or or we'll, depending on how many we get, if we full if we fill the full fifteen to twenty, um, we'll make an episode just updating everybody on on how our projects are going. You know, do I kind of like that. In, impromptu giveaways. Who wants to suck? Who wants to suck in fantasy? You've got three guys. Just absolute, just decades worth of fantasy knowledge that just wants you to be fantasy relevant. I like it, man. Podcast you know for the, like podcast for the people. Do. Podcast for the people. That's our motto. We're going to help turn around your, your fantasy team if you've just been in the cellar for years and years and years. Get with us the off season. We're, we're going to get out rankings this year. We're going to get out all kinds of stuff. Uh, stick with us, you know, for the podcasts. If you're in a startup for dynasty or redraft and you know you just want a fresh start this is the year um we're gonna get you into the playoffs facts we're gonna get you if it's if it's a fresh league we're getting you into the playoffs i promise you that so you have you have my goni guarantee on that on a a a fresh fresh start what's that it's a 200 dollars value go you're just throwing it out there like that wow yeah, split between the three of us. So you know, it's 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 great for sure. Um, if you are freshly redrafting dynasty or redraft next year, and you want in on this, we will get you into the playoffs. I promise. If you if you are in a dynasty and you're perpetually in the cellar, we're we're gonna turn you around. We have to see how bad the team is, but we're gonna get you more wins than you got this year, and. We're going to get you there to the playoffs as well, man. Maybe not next year, but the year after. We're going to improve your team drastically. <laughs> the team, and it's going to happen, and I think we're done taking questions now, so we're just kind of spitballing. Am I wrong there? I had a couple more, but if you want to shut it down, we can. We'll shut it down. We're on an hour. We're we're over an hour okay. now. But you're looking at I, – I, I'm I'm a drafting expert. If it's a, if it's a startup or if you've got a rookie draft – I'll, I'll, I got you. Goni is just a, a waiver wire genie. He's done some magical things. Begley took over an orphan dynasty team and in one season made it a playoff team. We last place. He had the first overall pick in his draft and he absolutely turned it into one of the juggernauts of the league via, via trades. He he just made trade after trade after trade and made himself. He he dealt with some injuries this year, which have kind of put him back into uh, still a playoff team. But he had the worst team in our dynasty, and in one season, uh, brought it to the playoffs. One of the top teams. We, what we're saying is, we ain't bluffing. We ain't bluffing, Mad Mob. We're going. We we not. We're going to try. We'll get you there. First twenty people, send us your rosters. Email it to us, or get with Begley on Reddit. Or anywhere. Message us on Twitter, wherever you want. 
and and we got you. We got you this off season, and we'll make a segment of it uh, coming in uh, to next year. You know, I kind of got some inspiration. What if I made a post, kind of? You know how gamers do vod reviews of other people's gameplay. Let's uh, let's see if I can get some people to send us screenshots of their fantasy team. We'll have a good old fashioned time, kind of reviewing it. Maybe telling them some moves they need to make, things they need to do to improve. That, what do you guys think about that? That's it. That's it. But uh, and and I I think we should definitely do that. But if you want to be a project, we're gonna be we're gonna be balls deep in your league. We want to know everything. We want to know everybody. We want to know all the scoring. We want to know everybody else's roster in your league because we are going to break this thing down to specific trades that you need to be doing. We need to see who's on the waiver wire in your league. We're going to, we're going to put in the work for you. It's not just going to be a very, it's not going to be a general cookie cutter thing that we're doing. We are going to personalize each experience based on exactly what your team needs and based on your competition and what the other teams you're going against look like. I didn't realize we could say balls deep on this podcast, but uh, here we are. Balls deep in into it. For MVP. Just absolutely just balls all the way deep. Wow. There you go. Podcast for the people, gentlemen, for MVP. Oh.